Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Focused on Forward. Today we're talking with Nancy Sovereign who works with a charity called Wish Upon a Teen. Wish Upon a Teen has a very personal attachment to myself and my family. Uh, Last year while my daughter Kendall was in the hospital, uh, Wish Upon a Teen kind of snuck in our room while we were out at therapy and we came back to a beautiful beach setting. They had revamped the room, made it pretty, And the reason why Wish Upon a Teen is so important to me is because that was the first time I had seen my daughter smile in weeks. As many of you know, we spent 97 days in the hospital uh, battling Guillain-Barre syndrome. And when you're in the darkest and depths of the depths and and these hard places, it's hard to find your smile, especially for a child who's who's going through this and does not understand why they're having to go through this. But to have her come back into her room and have these gifts laying on her bed and have her room redecorated was an immensely powerful thing. So Nancy, I wanna take a moment just to thank you for that and what your charity does. Uh, it's hugely important. And I wanna make sure that everybody understands um, that this isn't just something you do, but you have a personal investment in this as well. So when you're ready and willing, uh, would you share your story with us? Well, absolutely. First, Tim, thank you so much for um, inviting me on this afternoon. I was looking forward to talking to you again. Um, it warms my heart when I when parents of past uh, teens, you know, that we've designed their room, um, reach out to us. And, you know, it, it happens more than, you know, I look back and I'm like, wow, we do have a lot of, um, you know, parents reach back out because it's so impactful what we do. I mean, teenagers, you know, are, who are in the hospital long term, just have it so difficult with the isolation, being away from their family and their friends. And they're at such an age where being isolated isn't the good for them. And eight years ago, I got involved with Wish Upon a Teen. In 2012, when my daughter Hope uh, underwent a bone marrow transplant at CS Mott Children's Hospital in Ann Arbor, it was a really dark time for our whole family. It was, it, she got sick like overnight had to have a transplant. We have nine kids in our family, so including Hope, so eight of them, including, and then us, we all got tested to be a bone marrow um, donor. And our youngest was the only match. She was seven years old at the time. So it was a very overwhelming time for our family. And one day at the hospital, um, we got a knock on the door and said, you know what? We want you to fill out this referral because Wish Upon a Teen wants to come in and, you know, decorate your, your, you know, Hope's room. And so I'm like, okay, I don't even know what you're talking about, but let me, you know, take a look. I filled out the referral. And if you know, I don't know if you filled out the referral for Kendall. Um, I think know, my wife did actually. Yeah. I think their my wife age, did. you know, their, their size, you know, what clothing size, you know, the length of stay, 
you know, uh, what their theme they want for the room. Do they have a, you know, professional sports team they like? Do they have a person that they admire or is their favorite celebrity? What are their hobbies and interests, their favorite color? And if they could decorate their hospital room, how would they want it decorated and why? That is my favorite question. And I love when I read everything. But you know what I've been getting lately? And just to get off topic a little bit, I've been getting a lot of kids, you know, when we ask, you know, the person that they um, admire and their favorite celebrity, a lot of them say they're their parents. Oh, really? That's cool. Really sweet. And the, the one boy that I just did a room for at Mott Hospital had his brother as his um, favorite person that he admired because his brother was his bone marrow donor. So oh, that's cool. I know. So there's just so many things. So get back to Hope Story is, you know, we filled out, you know, this referral and I didn't think much of it. I'm like, oh, you know, a couple of things, you know, but they come, they came into the room and they said, you know, Hope, we took Hope down to the playroom, the activity room. And they decorated and they involved two of our kids that were there at the time too because the siblings it's kind of hard you're kind of in no man's zone when you're when your sibling is sick you know you don't know where to go or what to do and so um they helped decorate and hope's theme of her room was tv shows she loves friends she loves glee she likes full house she likes anything that makes her laugh and just makes her feel good so and she likes the color purple so that's what they did her room in and it was when you should have saw the look well you you, you know from Kendall, your daughter you, you that look on their face is better than any medicine um that they could have gotten to make them feel better and from that moment on the impact of having her room designed was unbelievable it was it changed like the path that she was going through like during the day i would spend the days at the hospital my husband would do the nights but in that, you know, instance where, you know, because we had young kids at home, I had to be home, you know, someone had to go to sports and my husband was driving in from Detroit to Ann Arbor. We felt okay for that half hour or 45 minutes that Hope was going to be alone because her room was rocking it. It was beautiful. She was happy. Even the staff loved to come into a room like this because, you know, there's speakers, there's music, there's, it speaks of the teen and the teen becomes more, um, you know, willing to uh, willing participant in their healthcare. You know, they're like, you know, and the doctors can know to ask them questions. Oh, I didn't know you liked that show. I love that show. Or that's my favorite football team. And it just, it takes everything full circle. And um, so Hope got, you know, discharged a month later and, you know, she brought everything home with her. And it, some of the stuff is still in her room eight years later. And I decided, you know, I had taken a leave of absence because Hope was sick, so I, you know, couldn't afford to donate, you know, I, I wish I could have, but I can donate my time and, and my energies, and so I became a volunteer for Wish Upon a Teen, and then they asked me to interview for the community development specialist, and at the time there were um, only in six hospitals between Michigan, um, Minnesota, and LA. And so I grew up from six hospitals and now we're in over 90 hospitals across the United States. So that was a, that was a real work, you know, introduced, you know, wish upon a teen. You know, it's a no cost program. It doesn't cost the hospital anything. It doesn't cost the patients anything. Um, so, um, you know, we did that and it was easy for me to talk to these hospitals because I lived it with my child. And, you know, I knew firsthand the impact that it was and, you know, this would be a good thing for everybody. And so hospitals were, were quick to jump on. And then I, I think six months later, 
um, the executive director um, got married and moved up upstate. And so I was asked to, um, you know, step into the role. So I've been doing it since for five years. I've been doing it for five and a half years, executive director, and I'm the only employee. I do have a, um, a lady, a senior citizen lady who will do some of my, you know, writing for us, applying for grants, um, writing PR, um, you know, uh, press releases and such, but I'm it. Um, you know, we have the founder, Michelle Soto, um, and then we have a board, and, but, but I do the day-to-day, -day, you know, um, everything. I do, you know, the ordering of the rooms, shipping of the rooms, you know, if it's not in Michigan, if it's in Michigan, you know, I, since COVID, um, I just drop it off and the hospital staff or the family will decorate the room. Um, so, and lately I've been, you know, dropping off um, gift bags for my teens on their front porch, you know, all social distancing. I don't even tell them I'm coming. I leave it on the porch and then I text the parents and say, I just left something on your porch. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, and we partner up, you know, with different nonprofits to make this happen. Like this week, um, I just, yes, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, one of my teens, Tommy, um, last, last July, he was getting ready to go to Michigan State. Tommy had had um, a heart transplant when he was nine years old. So, you know, for many years, he took immunosuppressant drugs, and he uh, got diagnosed with cancer last July, and he was supposed to leave to go to Michigan State in August as a freshman. And so, you know, he fought the, the battle and he won and he's doing great. Well, his oncologist and his cardiologist said, you can go, but you can, you can start your freshman year at Michigan State. You can go back. Well, as you know, I'm sure you know that, you know, yeah, they're all virtual State right canceled. now. Yeah, you can't live on campus. You, you, everything's online. Tommy was devastated, just devastated. And so I can imagine. Um, I just got thinking, all right, I, I can't sit here and I, I know uh, I, the, just the devastation. I've seen this on my team's faces. They have so much disappointment. And so I'm like, all right, what can I do? So we have, you know, people in the area who will reach out and say, do you have any teens that need something special? And there's one wonderful woman in, the, in my area, her name's Kelly, who I, I reached out to. I said, hey, if I find out what, what Tommy wants, would you be interested in, you know, donating it or getting it? And she goes, absolutely. And so I texted Tommy's mom and I said, okay, what's one thing that I said, does he need a computer? Does he, what does he need? What, what would be good for him? And so he wanted this JBL speaker that's kind of psychedelic that lights up. And I guess it, the, the quality, the sound quality is unbelievable. So Kelly ordered it for him. And so I dropped it off yesterday, which was an amazing day because he was starting his online classes, Michigan State online classes in his bedroom. And so, uh, yeah, so that it, it made, he, he sent me a text. Um, where did I come from? sent me a text yesterday, last night actually, and said that, um, hold on, I will read it to you because it just, he said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I love it. Tell Kelly I love it so much. It was so thoughtful of you guys. This made my whole week a lot better. And, you know, that's what we try to do. I mean. Yeah, that's cool. I just, you know, we do the rooms, but you know, for the kids living close to us, you know, and I would love for Kendall to come to our, our prom that hopefully we'll have next year because um, we had to cancel it this year. But um, we we want them to be a part of Wish Upon a Team. And it's, we're not a one and done kind of thing. You know, we want to involve them and we want to be by their side. We want to be 
through this journey that they're not alone. Their families, they're, they're not alone. So I feel like, um, you know, it's like almost mission work that I do. I love it so much that I don't feel like it's a job. I um, actually, I, <laughs> I went and spoke last Sunday at a group, a recharge retreat. And I talked about your email to me and what you were doing for, for Wish Upon a Teen. And that, that was the first time you saw your daughter smile in a long time. That is so impactful. And I, I take that with me when I hear messages like that. But Tim, your email was so beautiful. And so I spoke about that last Sunday. So your, your ears might've been ringing, but uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, that, that, that does explain so it, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. It's, it's not a medical condition I was talking about you. But I, um, I, I, love, I love it so much because it is so immediate when you design a room as you saw with your daughter. I mean, it's immediate, the change in them. And, you know, like, it's just like this month is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. So each day I'm sh I um, am introducing um, on social media everybody to a teen and their mom. I just picked the mom and some of, and a couple of our kids have guardians, but I wanted the mom to write the story or the parent to write the story about um, the impact of the design my room. Cause I know, I know from the teens what it means, but I want to know from the parent. And I think you started the, me thinking on that. Like, I want to hear from the parents what it meant to them because it, it involves the whole family and the stories uh, that I've posted this week on social media are, are unbelievable of the impact that it made on the family that the parent didn't think about, you know, eh, their hospital room is their hospital room. But until that, then they have it decorated, they see the, the big difference. And oh, that's, that's exactly what it is because I can speak from personal experience uh, on this. You know, you kind of go, you get to a point when your child's in a hospital for an extended stay, um, where you kind of get to the point where you just kind of run through the motions. You're, you're doing what you need to do to get through that day, to get your child through that day. Um, and to come back to a room that is completely redecorated, it changed the whole persona of it. I know. It was um, fun doing her room, too. Mm. Yeah, you know, and, and, and to see the look on her face um, and to know that that room helped her relax. That right. room took stress off of her. Uh, because my So in, for those who are listening, the room was re redecorated in a oh. beach theme. My daughter loves the water. She's, I think she's part fish. <laughs> um, and she loves the beach. She loves Lake Michigan. And so we are, we were already in a room that had a huge mural behind us about a beach. And so we were very fortunate to start off with that. Uh, and then what the, all the things that you guys did inside of the room, uh, only accentuated that and her favorite thing, which she still has, uh, in the room, uh, we had some pineapple lights that we strung up that you guys had strung yep. up. And so we have those pineapple lights still. We have uh, the bedding that you guys use. She, she uses that at home. Um, you know, all these different things that were part of that room and part of that experience, you know, that most people, when they walk out of the hospital, they go, I don't want to think about that again. I don't want right, to. Right, but it changes that. that. It totally yeah. changes it. Because we talk about the hospital and, and there's, you know, Let's be honest with about it. There's negative experiences when you're in a hospital for a long period of time and you're dealing with a sick child. Right. Um, it, you know, and you try to find the silver lining to everything. You're because when you're in that situation, you're grasping at that straw. Right. But you are. But with this situation, uh, it gave us something to positive to talk about. And when we talk about 
staring, staying at Mary Freebed, which by the way, if you're in Western Michigan and you need a rehabilitative hospital. Uh, number Mary one, number one. Oh it's man. I, I, I can't say enough good things about Mary Freebed and their staff. Beautiful, wonderful people. Um, it's an amazing facility. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, so we always talk about that. Oh, yeah, the staff was great. It was great. But, you know, let me tell you what they did for, they, you know, this Wish Upon a Teen did for our, our, my daughter's room. Uh, you know, that's one of the first things we always talk about because it was that impactful uh, mm -hmm. to, to what happened with our family. It's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that because you know you hope you hope as an executive director you know and that, that you're making an impact i knew we were because my family lived it but i just want to make sure that you know that we are doing that and i'm telling you it's just these teens you walk into a, a unit and i you know i was there at mary freebed they you know it most of these units are pd they're pediatric so they're not geared towards the teenager and so, um, you know, they become anxious, they become depressed, you know, they, they spend more time in that hospital room than they do their own house. And so you try to change that for them that make them feel their age because they're on a pediatric floor. And it's just, you know, and their, their activities are restricted and, you know, they feel socially isolated and that's just awful. So, you know, when those emotional, issues go unaddressed it leads to withdrawal it leads to anxiety rebelliousness and even depression so you know if we can change that that path you know that negative path and bring it back it does help the the physical um the physical you know illness it really does yeah excellent and i and i can attest to that that it does help with that because you know, you're, you're there, you're, uh, there's not much that they can do, uh, especially uh, with my daughter uh, fighting Guillain-Barre syndrome. She was uh, learning to walk again, learning to use her hands again, learning to do all these things again. Uh, and so there was a lot of extra stress and things. And so, you know, uh, there were times where she would take a mid-afternoon nap and just, we'd shut all the, the blinds and the curtains, turn on the pineapple light. She'd put her little eye mask on and, and listen I to love, stuff, you know. I love that. I love yeah. that. And you know, she's kind of let the, let the little stresses like, go away. I know. And, you know, when you think about it, oh, pineapple lights. Oh, my God. To a, to a teen in the hospital, those pineapple lights at that moment meant everything to her and probably to you as well. And to me, I just, I love that. I love, love, love that. I'm, I'm going to look at pineapple lights a, a differently now. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I and, might you know, it, there you go. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, just these little things that, that happen, um, you know, uh, and how impactful they are and, and how long, you know, we'll carry this feeling uh, with us for, you know, till the end of my days. I know that um, the, the level of appreciation that I have, you know, uh, as well. So let me ask you a couple quick questions. First off, how's Hope doing now? She's doing pretty good. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a long, it, you know, eight years. I mean, she, the year after her transplant, she had to have an open heart. So we were on vacation in Charleston, South Carolina, visiting family. And for that year after transplant, Hope had a estrogen patch because they put all your female, you know, system to sleep while you go through a bone marrow transplant. And so what happened is we were on vacation and she, she has, Hope was born with spina bifida. I left that out, I'm sorry. So she's been in a wheelchair. She's paralyzed from the waist down. So she's been in a wheelchair okay. her entire life. 
her entire life, or when she was old enough to sit up and be in a wheelchair. So she's had, now she's had 119 surgeries. So, you know, life had already dealt her, you know, a pretty rough, you know, a hand. So when she got diagnosed, literally, um, she w was deathly ill. She woke up with a, um, a, no a nosebleed that wouldn't stop. And it was awful. And then all of a sudden she got this rash all over her body. It was the petechiae because her platelets were at two. And so um, they got her in the oh, hospital wow. and they said, yeah, we're sending you from Beaumont to U of M. She needs a transplant. We're like, whoa, what? <laughs> and so that's how fast everything happened. And because she was so, so sick. So um, the next year we went on vacation. She had been wearing this patch, um, you know, and she's had a shunt since she was born because, um, you know, of the spina bifida, because it's a hole in the spine. They um, closed up the hole, but from where that point is, she's paralyzed. And so it's from her uh, T1, T2, no, L1, L2. So she's paralyzed from that point on. And so like from her waist on down. Okay. And so she was getting a headache. So we thought it was a shunt malfunction. So she went in we took her to the children's <laughs> hospital, um, MUSC in Charleston. And they said, yeah, her shot looks like that it might be malfunctioning, but we want to do this other test to put, you know, a scope down and see what's going on. Maybe there's like a clot somewhere. Well, thank God this doctor was an angel sent from above as they found that she had a golf size clot between her shunt. She has a VA shunt that goes from her brain to her heart to, you know, get the, the uh, spinal fluid. Um, there was a clot the size of a golf ball there. And the oh, only man. way, to get, they couldn't just dissolve it. The only way to get it out without her dying was open heart surgery. We're on vacation. Although we were with family down there, but so she had open heart surgery down there. And, um, you know, one year after her transplant. And so, but she's had, you know, some other surgeries since then and shunt malfunctions. That's part of, you know, uh, you know having a shunt. You know, she's up to, I think, 119 operations, but she's wow. doing great. She's doing great. She's in the post-secondary program for Birmingham schools. And I have to tell you, it's, this COVID hasn't been easy when you're social, you're, you're social like hope. And, you know, she's in this special ed program. And so, um, you know, it's, online education is just not easy for them. Not easy for them at all. No, it's and, great in theory. Uh, but you know, Kendall's a very social girl too, and she's having some struggles with it as well. It is, and it just—it's really hard. It's—it's it's very hard. And you know, we have a junior in high school. We have—we just have the two at home. Our our um, most of our kids live out, and our our other one is at Michigan State. And our other is a junior in high school, and she's like, you know, in her bedroom on the computer working. And I mean, working hard. You know, it's. But you're just, there's no socialization. And, you know, it's hard. We have to be careful. Like you, I'm sure we have to be careful with Kendall, you know, with their immunocompromised. We we don't take any chances. I don't play any games. No, absolutely. I, absolutely. You know, no chances taken. No chances taken. So, but it's just, it's been a difficult, this has been a really difficult week for everybody in our household because of the online school and you know just trying to figure it out you know trying to figure out the zoom thing and you know the technology and oh you know and trying to do my job and help hope and you know help kathleen and hope i'm doing the, the right by them but you know it all works out but it's just it's been stressful you know i bet i can understand to some degree so let me ask you here's my second question 
And you, you kind of led into it a little bit there with, with what you were talking about. So we're talking about COVID and, and all of the, the wonderful things that the year 2020 has brought upon us. Um, yeah. Now, typically, it's my understanding that, that you guys, a lot of your funding comes from uh, donations, fundraisers, things like that. How has COVID impacted Wish Upon a Teen in the year 2020? It's impacted us greatly. Um, we've had four fundraisers postponed or canceled, you know, indefinitely. Um, and cause who knows when it's going to happen. So that was, gosh, you know, 45% of our budget, close to 50% of our budget. So that's, you know, hit us hard. So, you know, I've been pounding the pavement to get, you know, people to sponsor design my rooms, you know, cause you know, I do have a couple kids on the waiting list, but it'll all work out. But you know, there's just, we got to keep moving forward and it's been very stressful um, because you know we don't know and like we have a prom um, that raises money as well and we were supposed to have that in April on April 25th in the Detroit area and we had last year we had 154 teens and we obviously had to postpone it we have it at the Imagine um, Theater in Royal Oak and we do it with Mojo in the morning they're a big radio um, oh yeah very show. familiar with them yeah, they're very involved with Wish Upon a Teen. Oh, that's cool. And I did not know that. Yes, they are. And uh, they, so we had to postpone it. And the sad thing is, is there's going to be some kids that won't make it till next year. You know, that this was their prom, you know, and it's a traditional prom in every sense of the word. But a lot of our kids are on hospice. And so, um, you know, we send Ubers to the hospital to bring the kids. And so oh, that's cool. Heart. Yeah, it broke my heart to, to cancel it. And I still get texts from some of the teens saying, Yancy, when are we having prom? I'm like, I don't know. When's COVID going to be over with? <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, oh, your hands are kind of tied, aren't they? I know. And they're like, oh, you know, but we do everything for them for prom. We do hair and we do makeup. And it's just an amazing event. And, you know, everybody deserves to have that opportunity to go to prom, whether they want to go or not, then that's on them. But we want everybody to have that opportunity. And a lot, these kids miss out. A lot, a lot of people, these, you know, everybody's complaining, you know, the last six months with COVID and everybody's had to stay home and, you know, quarantine. Some of these kids, you know, like Kendall and Hope, they've been doing this for a long time. They've been doing this quarantine stuff for a long time. Right. And so everybody's getting kind of a taste of what these kids go through. And, you know, they, they miss, you know, sophomore, freshman and sophomore year. They miss holidays with their families. I mean, that's kind of the norm with a lot of our teens. And, you know, it's, it's just hard when I hear people complaining that they, they have to be home for a little bit longer. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow for sure. You know, I it, think, it, that you know, I understand, I understand, but it's just uh, our teens, uh, you know, and they're even more isolated now in the hospital, Tim, is, um, you know, you both, you and your wife could be in Mary Freebread when, when your daughter was there. But right now, well, in, in COVID, um, the kids could only have one parent. Yeah, I read about that. The uh, I read about that with all this starting, and I, my wife and I talked about that. I'm like, oh, how would you imagine? You? No, I, I, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, we both put, and I'm self-employed, um, and so it was a little easier for me, but my wife works for uh, a major, you know, a university. She works for Ferris State University, and, oh, okay. and Ferris State was amazing, uh, and how they and how they worked with us and, and uh, what they've done for our family and, and the ways that they, you know, different members of the, of the Ferris State community reached out and, 
and uh, you know, showed their concern, not only just for Kendall, but for my wife and I and our whole family, really. Um, That's a, wonderful. A, a beautiful, beautiful family feeling there at the university. Uh, they really try to engender that. Um, but, you know, neither one of us, I, I think I left the hospital twice while we were during that, that 97 day stretch. And each time I did something <laughs> catastrophic happened and I was like, no, never leave me again. So I don't know, I don't know how I would, you know, and I, I feel for these parents. Oh, it's, it's awful. So yeah. our need has even grown, you know, um, even more because, um, especially from like March until beginning of June, only one parent, it had to be the same parent that they could not switch out. I mean, that parent could go home, but that same parent could, could only be the same one that went back to the hospital. Oh, so wow. yeah. that pediatric patient, and it could, that's how it was in our area. I don't know if it was different in other areas, but um, so that child was only seeing that one parent and being isolated even more. And it was breaking my heart. And so, you know, uh, we had to pivot, which is another one of those COVID words. I can't stand pivot. There's just a whole list of words that now that, you know, they've overused them, but we did. And so we're like, okay, what can we do? What can we do? We need to reach these kids. We need to do something. We need to reach our kids that are at home, um, you know, getting delayed in treatment because of COVID. So um, there was a nonprofit called Flashes of Hope and they go into the hospitals and they take portraits of kids. So they reached out to me and I reached out, we talked for a long time because they had taken a portrait of Hope when she was in the hospital while she was having her transplant. You don't think about having a portrait taken of your, your child when they're really sick, but it's the most beautiful picture I have of her. So they make these oh, happy packs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they make these happy packs and they're filled with either an Amazon gift card and you know other stuff or a, um, an Amazon Fire tablet. And they said, we would love to send you some. And I'm like, oh my God, this would be the perfect thing for me to leave on the front doorsteps for these kids. And so that's what I did for like, from like end of March, well, beginning of um, April till the end of May, I was like an elf. I would, they would ship me like 20 at a time. And I would just, you know, look through my list of my teens and kind of start with the teens that I knew were struggling. And I would just leave them on their front porch or we bought in groceries, you know, um, for you know some families that I knew, like one family I went to drop off a, you know a fanny one of the happy packs, and I could tell they didn't have anything. Like and, and that team was in the hospital, and this is a single parent with five kids, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got, I, I got to do something. So um, one of our um, celebrity ambassadors, Trick Trick, who's a big time rapper, um, you know, donated money for us to go grocery shopping, and so we went and did. How awesome is that? Yeah. And we got them a gas card because she was going back and forth to the hospital. And so, uh, you know, we've been doing little Zoom things. We did a Zoom thing with um, a Broadway actress um, and she sang some songs. Um, you know, so we've been trying to think outside of the box. But um, once June hit and, you know, things were like, because hospitals were like whew, closed down, like nothing coming in, nothing going out. And I would maybe even say before June 1st, uh, maybe mid-May we started like okay and we were we started shipping to hospitals you know in california back we're starting shipping back again like if i would order for like like a design my room like we did for your daughter um if it's like a hospital that's not the state of michigan i would have everything shipped directly from amazon right to the hospital and they decorate or the family decorates 
And so I was doing that for out of state and then it started picking up in the state of Michigan again. And then it was just like roller coaster. It was like, oh, more and more and I've been trying to keep up. But what I do is I deliver to the front door, give it to the child life specialist or the social worker or whoever, and then they go upstairs and either they decorate it or the family decorates. And then they send me pictures so I get to get to see all the, the awesome things. And we've had some, like Michael Fulmer who pitches for the Detroit Tigers, he and his wife, um, have been very involved with Wish Upon a Teen and they've just um, sponsored and actually they shopped for two rooms just recently. And so, um, you know, cause his wife Kelsey has been involved. We're personally been going in and doing the rooms. So they know that they've seen the impact like you and I have. And um, so it's just been, you know, I, I, got a, I got a text today that there's a, a young boy at a, at a local hospital that's not gonna come home from the hospital. Um, he has cancer and oh um, his mom died three years ago of cancer and he's just with him and his dad. And so they wanted to know if I would, you know, um, you know, drop off if I would, they would love for him to be in a beautiful room. I'm like, absolutely. You know, so um, they're going to get me all that information tomorrow. But oh, good, good. I know. So, you know, I just, I'm so grateful for you inviting me here today to talk about it. And, but I'm telling you when I got that, that email and we talked, I was just like, it just makes me feel like sometimes you do need a little reminder, you know, during this time of COVID because everybody's kind of down and everybody is just, it's very difficult. And I know I said before, you know, I, I wish people would understand or our teens go through this all the time. It's hard on people. It's hard on everybody. Everybody's struggling and we're trying our best. And um, I did need a little reminder, you know, I was like, am I really making a difference? Am I like doing it? And your email, and when we talked that day, I'm like, yeah, okay. I feel good. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I, I, I could help with that. Yeah, I just needed a reminder that what we're doing, and I knew, but you know, COVID's just been really hard, been really it's, difficult. Yeah, it's it's been a butt kicker for many, uh, many a person this year, that is for sure. It has. Absolutely. It has. So, yep. Nancy, how can people help? Uh, you know, is there a way for them to donate directly to uh, Wish yes, Upon a Teen or, or how, what, what ways can people help? I guess that's the next question we need to ask. Well, uh, mostly, you know, um, you know, donating to sponsor a room or even por a portion of a room. I mean, whatever anybody wants to donate, you, they can go visit our website at www.wishuponateen.org. And there's a, a donate button or they can email me at nancy at wishuponateen.org. And if they wanted to volunteer, you know, in their area and, you know, once we're able to go back in hospitals, they can come and help decorate or they can help with prom and, you know, we do spa days for, for kids, you know, hopefully someday down the line, you know, they're just, um, you know, or if they have a company that, that wants to get involved, you know, we've had companies, you know, of the kids that we've done their rooms, their dad's company or their mom's company said, Hey, we want to sponsor a room a year you know, one room a month for a year. And um, that's happened a couple of times, which has been wonderful. That's fantastic. And, yeah. And so like, if there's a corporation that, you know, is civic minded, most corporations are now, you know, they, they want to be seen as giving back to their community. And let me say, we've all been teenagers. And by the grace of God, I mean, we're all, you know, most of us have made it out, you know, okay. We didn't have those serious life medical illnesses. Like, you know, many of our, you know, like my daughter and, and your, um, and your daughter and a lot of the teens. So, um, this is just 
it's a no-brainer. It's like, it's so easy to sponsor a room. You know, and sometimes like um, this lady called yesterday, she goes, I want to sponsor a room, but I want to shop too. I'm like, that's okay. You know, you can drop it off at my house. Um, she lives in the next city over. And once I get a referral, I'll let her, you know, know what the theme is and she'll shop. And, you know, uh, people just want to, you know, they want to, they want to know where to give and they want to um, make a difference. They just don't sometimes know where to look. And so I, that's why I appreciate you having us on today because it's, and the cost, oh, I can just say this, the cost to, to decorate a room is $250. It's very doable. Okay. No, that's very, that's very good information I have. I yeah. think another way, you know, another way too, I'd like to bring up for people to be able to donate and it, it's something that you can do. So Amazon has a program called the Smile Program. Yes, uh, that's us. We have, we're on that. So yeah, so the current currently the charity that we donate to, my family donates to, is Wish Upon a Teen. Uh, so any purchases, that. any purchases that we make, and uh, we we've probably made more purchases on Amazon this year, I think, um, <laughs> than ever before. But if you if you just Google Amazon Smile Program, if you're a Prime member and you do a lot of shopping on Amazon. Uh, yeah. Please select Wish Upon a Teen as your charity, and then you shop from that smile.amazon.com. Every single time, a portion of your of your purchase goes to Wish Upon a Teen. So you can you may think, well, I can't support them outright. I can't you know donate right. the two hundred and fifty dollars. I can't do this. I can't do that. Here's something you can do. If you're already buying things from Amazon, please. Select Wish Upon a Teen as your charity, and it'll, you can drive money to them without even trying. When you buy your headset, right. they get money. When you buy an album, they get money. All these different That's things right. is a nice, uh, subtle way to make sure that Wish Upon a Teen gets the money they need to help these kids because it it is an amazing thing that they're doing, and I want to make sure that they get every bit of help that they can. Uh, thank you, Tim. And you know, this Amazon smile, it's a great thing because you're buying it anyways. You're, you're going on and you're getting whatever you Absolutely. need off of Amazon. And if you go to this amazon.smile.com, I mean, it just, it generates funds. And I love when, when that happens. And, you know, people don't have to sponsor a whole room. You know, they can, um, you know, do an Amazon gift card. They can have one such as they can do a Target gift card or they can, you know, $5, $10, you know, every every bit it goes all, to it all adds up it, it all, all adds up whether you can donate whether you can go to wishuponateen.org and donate one dollar a hundred dollars whatever it is you can you can donate that amount of money is going to add up because your dollar with a hundred other people's dollars is a hundred dollars and then they have you know you know that's, that's right. part that's going to a room and that's helping a kid and it's an amazing okay. thing so another thing i'd like to bring up um another way that that you can help uh I recently I started on a secondary podcast. So of course this is focused on forward and a group of friends of my and myself included have started another podcast called the funny science fiction podcast, uh, where we talk about things in the sci-fi world with a little bit of irreverence. So whereas this has a serious tone, most days, um, funny science fiction is just that we try to be funny, a little humorous about things, but we have a line of merchandise that we're selling. Um, and uh, there'll be a separate video that we'll post on, about that. Uh, regarding this with Nancy, but I'm going to include a link to that in, in the post uh, description. So if you'd like to go buy one of these shirts or a coffee mug, a phone case, um, whatever it may be, stickers, magnets, 100% of the proceeds of that are going to go to Wish Upon a Teen. And it's very That's important. Incredible. Yeah, incredible. It's, very, 
it's very important to me that that we find a way to help you guys out and that we find a way to get you guys the money that you need to help these kids um, because the what you guys did for my family uh, I can say thank you but thank you just doesn't seem to be enough so um, but yeah so uh, that will all be included there and with a link to to the funny science fiction podcast so that they can get that information and, and buy that merchandise go out and buy it guys go to yeah. amazon.smile and you know and select them as your charity go to wishuponateen.org and and send them some money what they're doing counts and it has a huge impact so nancy thank you so very much for being on today thank you for being with us thank you for talking with us but most importantly thank you for doing what you're doing and helping these kids uh, and their families in a time when they may not realize how much of your help they need thank you tim i appreciate um all that you do and all that you want to do to help, um, you know, wish upon a teen and, the, and teens moving forward, because you know what we do is is critical and, and it and it is needed. And um, I just your generosity has, is is incredible. So thank you. Oh, thank you very much. All right, guys, that's what we need you to do. Go to Amazon Smile. Go to wishuponateen.org. Buy those shirts in the merch link. Let's make this happen. Let's get these guys some money. So thank you very much for listening today. And that's going to wrap up Focused on Forward. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused on Forward. To be a guest of Focused on Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at podcastfof, through our Facebook page named Focused on Forward, or through email, focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe. Be kind and be loving to one another as you stay focused on forward.